Okay, welcome to another episode of Effortless English. In today's episode, I present more of my conversation with Steve Kaufman. This section of the conversation uh, is about pronunciation. And of course, pronunciation is very important. Now, you don't need to be perfect. You don't need to have exact, perfect native speaker pronunciation. But you do need to speak clearly enough to be understood. So that's the important part of pronunciation. It's important to have good enough pronunciation, good enough to be understood, usually, most of the time, by native speakers, by anyone. So that's what you should be shooting for. Um, so it is very important, uh, no doubt about it. Pronunciation is important to a certain degree. So in this conversation, Steve and I discuss how do you improve your pronunciation? What works? Okay, I hope you enjoy this uh, section of our conversation. There will be more to come. Our new website, EffortlessEnglish.com, is almost ready. If you are interested in joining the Effortless English Club, please enter your email address in the top right box on my blog. My blog is effortlessacquisition.blogspot.com. Enter your email address there, and I will send information about the new student website, the study guides that will be available, the pricing, everything as we develop it. Okay, here's the conversation with Steve. Okay, let me ask another question now, quite unrelated. Pronunciation. Yes. What have you been able to do? I mean, obviously, you'll get your class of students, and some will pronounce better than others. Mm -hmm. uh, are you able to get the weaker ones, the ones who don't pronounce well? Are you able to get them to pronounce well? And, and, and what works? Well, you know, honestly, I haven't done much work in my classes with pronunciation, but I do a lot of work with pronunciation with my individual students. Right. In in a class, I find it's so hard to get to everyone. I'm mm -hmm. working with it, it. It you know it requires some level of individual attention to. Right. You know. Okay. This everyone has a different problem, mm -hmm. and you know I'm working with one person. Everyone else gets bored. Uh, right. But individually, I, I've it, it's been great actually. Mm -hmm. uh, I I have. What do you find most effective? Well, I've got a little digital recorder, mm -hmm. and I've kind of been doing. Uh, what you've su suggested and have used in the past with some of your podcasts, I'll um, first I just have them. We'll, we might read a passage, we we chat, and I try to identify, you know, what what some of the problems are. Uh, right. Let's say R and L. That's you know a really mm -hmm. common one for Asian students. And then mm -hmm. I just I make up little, um, you know, little paragraphs. The jingles, yeah, little, little paragraphs, jingles, yeah. something, and uh, and we just you know. I'll re I always have them bring some kind of recorder, and I'll read right. it myself a few times. So they can hear mm -hmm. how I pronounce it, and then I have them uh, do the same, right. and then they take it home, and that's their homework. They've got a couple right. of those, and all week they listen to me. They try to imitate it, then they record themselves and compare it to my, to me, compare it to mm -hmm. their earlier. And right. That seems to be. I mean, there is no substitute. That is really. I mean, you 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 know, they've got the phonetic symbols and pictures of a person's tongue and lips and. And I, 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 to some extent, maybe, like, if a person can't make a V, then you have to say, well, you sink your top teeth into your bottom lip. Mm. But most of the time, people, if you isolate the sound, they can make the sound. But when they go to speak, they revert back to the influence of their native language. 
And so that I find, I agree with you, I think the repetitive listening is, is, is sort of gradually training the brain to, to, to pronounce a different way. It, but it is a long road, that, don't you think? Sure, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it doesn't happen in one week. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen in one week. And, and there again, if a person is confident and, and, and uh, you know, thinks they're going to get there, they're more likely to do so. Some people are very kind of reticent or af almost afraid to to stretch themselves. Yeah, really, a lot of it does seem to be the willingness to um, sound strange to yourself. Mm -hmm. um, That's a very good point, yeah. You know, uh, you gotta, it's a little bit of acting, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I encourage them to, you know, don't just copy the sounds, see if you can hear the emotion. or the, mm -hmm. It's not just the individual sounds, you know, and, and you gotta right. kind of pretend you're an actor or an actress, and you're, mm -hmm. and some people are more willing to do that than others. Right. Some students, okay. yeah, they, they don't feel comfortable. It's, I don't know. Okay, that's the end of that part of the conversation about pronunciation. Let's review a few of the vocabulary words and phrases you heard in this conversation. Uh, in the beginning, we used the word unrelated. Unrelated means not related, means not the same as. Um, and then we talked about a passage. I say, I give my private students a passage to read out loud. A passage is a section from an article, a section, a part from a book. And we use the word passage usually with written material, books, articles, magazines, things like that. So it's a piece. Okay, I mentioned that I make up paragraphs for my students. To make up something is to create it, to make something that is new. So I might say, I made up a song last night. It means I created a song, a new song. And uh, Steve mentioned that he likes to use jingles. A jingle is a short little, really it's a short little song. You hear them in advertising a lot. You know, have a Coke and a smile. It's like a little slogan with music. So that's one way to learn pronunciation, you, you make these little jingles, these little paragraphs, and you fill the paragraph with many difficult sounds. Then you practice listening to that paragraph and trying to say that paragraph correctly. And you do it again and again and again, training your mouth, training your brain to imitate, to copy the sounds of the native speaker. And that's our next word, imitate. To imitate means to copy someone exactly. Now, you don't imitate a piece of paper, so it's different from copy. It me imitate means you imitate a person. You try to speak the same as they do. You try to look the same as they do. So if you try to imitate a native speaker, you try to speak exactly as they do, with the same accent. Steve mentions that using jingles, using little paragraphs for practice is probably the best way. He said that he doesn't like the use of phonetic symbols and pictures of people's mouths. Phonetic means sound, sound and letter. And phonetic symbols, it's a special alphabet. It's the alphabet you see in a dictionary that tells you how to pronounce something. So every individual symbol, every individual letter in the phonetic alphabet has only one sound, right? The normal English alphabet has, each letter can have many sounds, but phonetic alphabet, one letter, one sound. 
And he mentioned that most students can isolate a sound and they can say it. Isolate means separate the sound from all other sounds. So most students, if you give them a simple word like run, run, they can say the R sound, no problem. But when they're speaking quickly in a normal conversation and they must say a word with R or L, then they have trouble. So it's pronouncing the words while talking, while speaking long sentences. That's usually the problem. Little small sounds individually, you know, most students can do that. Okay, and he said the problem is when they're speaking quickly in normal conversation, students revert back to their native language. To revert back to means return back to, go back to. So you begin to use your native language pronunciation when you're speaking quickly. You, you forget the English pronunciation and you start pronouncing like your native language, like a Japanese person, like a Chinese person, uh, like a Mexican person. Okay, and as we talked about improving pronunciation, Steve mentioned that it's a long road. It's a long road. That's a common expression, a common phrase, a little bit of slang we use. It's a long road. That means it takes a long time, right? It, it doesn't happen immediately. You need to practice pronunciation for a while, for some time, before you improve. So we use that for any situation that takes a long time to make, reach your goal, to improve. It's a long road. Thinks they will get there. So he mentioned that it's important to think you will get there. It's important that students think they will get there. And that's another common phrase. If you get there, it means you reach your goal. It means you are successful. So you say, I hope I get there. It means I hope I'm successful. Okay, and finally, Steve mentioned that some students are afraid to stretch themselves. To stretch themselves. And to stretch yourself, again, is a little bit of slang. It's a common phrase, idiom. And to stretch yourself means to challenge yourself. It means to make yourself do something uncomfortable, something that feels a little difficult. And this is very important when you're learning a language, when you're doing anything new, actually. If you're going to grow, if you're going to learn, you must stretch yourself. You must do more than you could before. And that's uncomfortable. Sometimes that feels difficult. Sometimes it feels strange. But it's necessary. So if you want to improve your pronunciation, if you want to be understood better, you have to stretch yourself. You have to sound a little strange to yourself. You have to change the way you pronounce. So you're no longer pronouncing like a Chinese person or a Japanese person or a Thai person. And, you know, that feels strange in the beginning. I know it does. Uh, as I work on Spanish, sometimes I, you know, imitate a Mexican accent a little bit. And, you know, sometimes it feels strange. That's okay. But you, you must do it. You must keep trying. And eventually it will not feel strange. Eventually it will feel natural. Okay, well, that's it for today's podcast, today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I still have several more parts of this conversation with Steve. And I will be working on learning guides, study guides for all of these conversations and putting them on our new student website. Again, that website will be ready next week. And I will start accepting 
just a few students to test the site probably starting next week, maybe two weeks. If you're interested in being a tester or in becoming a member of the Effortless English Club, please go to my blog right now, effortlessacquisition.blogspot.com. Enter your email address on the top right part of the website. Okay then, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, good luck to you. Keep trying, you know, 30 minutes every day, one hour every day, an hour and a half every day. That's all you need to make progress with English. But you must do it every day. Listen while you're in the car. Listen when you're in the train, on the bus, walking around. You can listen 10 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes after lunch and 20 minutes going home. You can break it up. If you do this, it's easy to get one hour every day. So good luck to you, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.